What's going on, everybody? My name is Rick. This is my co-host, Jalen, and welcome to Top Rank Unboxed. Every week, we're going to be chatting with some of your favorite fighters from all over the world, streaming right here from the Top Rank HQ in Las Vegas. We'll be going beyond the ring and digging deep and getting to know these fighters like never before. Today, we're very excited to introduce our very first guest to this podcast, and it's Nico Ali Walsh. Yes. Nico, he's an undefeated middleweight prospect, 7-0, 5 KOs, and you've been in camp. How's that been going? How's your day, first of all? The day is great. Uh, camp has been just terrible. That's the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> no. But uh, yeah, no, it's 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 been rough. I'm just waiting for this fight, this next fight. But just terrible waiting. that you that you've been putting in the work though, in that sense, that it's hard. Yeah, I mean, camp is good, not though. supposed to be fun. Like right. when it gets to fights, those are fun. Um, mm. But camp is just it's it's terrible. It's not yeah. fun at all. Yeah, but do you like the schedule of it? Like knowing what you're going to be doing every single day? That's that is what's terrible about it. Oh. You really don't know what you're doing. Like uh so things can change depending on who's like in the top rank gym or um who's not. So like my normal schedule is like we wake up at like 4 or 4:15 and then we do a run and then we'll finish up at like 5:30 and then we'll either do an ice bath like uh, Coach K will have us jump in the pool because it's freezing outside. So that'll be our ice bath. And then after that, we wait till like one. We do a pool workout at one, finish at three. And then we go back to the gym at seven and do boxing. Okay. All I heard was you wake up at four. Yeah. What yeah. the hell <laughs> is going on there? Did you wake up at four when you were training? And sometimes, you had camp? Sometimes, yeah. They what always gotta, in you the gotta get those miles in early in the morning. Yeah. But four? I feel like I hear six, but I don't hear four. I think I think four is a, a mental thing. Ah. What do you think? Okay. Yeah, you gotta you gotta try and uh win the day, you know? Make yeah. sure you're like awake. The early bird up, up before the next guy, or if he's sleeping, you gotta be working out. While he's God. sleeping, you're working out. That's yeah. so. no, it's in and it's pitch black. It's like four four AM is more nighttime than it is morning. Like the sun isn't coming up, so yeah, it's not fun, but you win the day. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's interesting. So wait, you mentioned training with Coach K, but you also train with Flick. Yes. And yes. I know in your amateur career, I don't know if this is right, but you trained with Abel Sanchez. Yes, yes. Um, so I, I don't even know if it was my amateur career. It was during COVID. Um, it was before I was pro. So I went, I went up into Big Bear with Abel Sanchez, and I was there for a few months during COVID, and it was just totally on lockdown like there was no people we were basically snowed in so you couldn't go anywhere and it was just that that was bad every every day at every day I believe it was seven was like a four to five mile run literally every day except Sunday and uh yeah it was just that was rough but that got me prepared for getting ready to turn pro mm -hmm. nice. did you feel like you had more of a pro style is that why your amateur career was pretty short yeah everyone everyone said I had more of a pro style. I always felt like I did. Um, some some amateurs excel in the pros and some pros aren't good amateurs. So I feel like I was the type that uh, excels more in the pros. You're, you know, you're, you're in a really good place in your pro career right now and you're just steadily climbing. Um, you know, did you ever feel though, like when you're getting into this, like you were pushed into fighting or was it, was it your choice? Did it something that you really wanted to do? Yeah, it was, I was actually pushed to not fight um when I first wanted to box because my parents my mom mainly didn't want me to um get hit basically so 
she did not want me boxing. She didn't stop me from boxing, but she made it clear that she didn't want me to. But I fell in love with boxing quickly. And I'm the type of guy that if I start something, I, I'll finish it. And uh, it's been, you know, history ever since. Yeah, look at you now. Yeah. Big it's time. crazy, crazy. So, you know, and what what would you say your overall goal is? Like, you know, you're you you know, you have a few fights now and you're and you're steadily climbing, like I said, but obviously you want to be a world champ, right? Yes. No, I, I say that's I say that is the end goal to be to be world champion. Um I'm working too hard right now and I've been since I turned pro, uh, to like limit it to a certain number of fights or something. So the sky's the limit, but my ultimate goal is to be world champion. Of course, of course. Yeah. Do you kind of want to cement yourself like as an icon in boxing and beyond boxing, like a cultural icon? Yeah, no. So I love boxing um, and boxing is my life right now. Uh, but I don't want to be like, if we got to get deep about it, I don't want to be remembered for boxing. You know, I don't, oh, that's I, interesting. yeah, I want to be, um, I feel like when, when people talk about my grandfather, everyone talks about my grandfather. Uh, the first thing I don't think of is boxing. I think of like f my grandfather and, uh, that's outside of boxing. That's the kind of legacy I want to leave behind is a bigger than boxing kind of that's, legacy. That's actually such a good point. Cause yeah. I feel like a lot of times we'll reduce fighters to just the fact that they're fighters. Yeah. But that's just not the totality of them, right? Yeah, so yeah. that's a great point cuz you're it, you're, own, you're your own person, you Yeah, know? and it sucks because some some fighters, not not just fighters, but some people don't have the the mindset to be bigger than what they're doing. Some people just want to focus on one thing and that's great, but I don't I don't want to be remembered for just boxing. That would be that would be a loss uh in my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So what other ventures are you interested in? Mm, I'm just, when I'm thinking of like what I want to leave behind, I'm thinking boxing. I'm thinking mainly life, like the kind of person I am, the way I treat people. Um, that would be awesome to leave a similar legacy to my, to my grandfather's behind in life. Forget about boxing just in life. That would be pretty awesome. So speaking about your grandfather, I'm like super curious what your description would be of his character. Like okay. if you had to describe his character in just a few words, how the would you describe it? The first word that came to mind was funny. Um, funny, funny, kind, and just in, in real, real. So a lot, of, a lot of time nowadays I see people who are one way in front of the camera one way in front of their family and one way in front of like friends. He was the same with everyone. So I would say real, real. Yeah. Do you feel like you take after that a little bit? I have no choice but to like, that's unfortunately my personality. Sometimes I say things when I'm in public that I like shouldn't be saying because I'm just, I'm the same person, you know, even, even if I'm alone, I'm the, the same guy. So I that's can't fair. help it. Yeah. Do you feel like you're the same with everyone? Yeah, all the time. Right? Yeah, I try yeah. to be. Yeah, I try. It, to sometimes be, yeah. you might have to, you know, uh, adjust a little bit depending on the room. But I try to. Yeah, I agree with yeah. you. I try to be. I yeah. agree mm -hmm. with that too. I, it's interesting when I see other people put on a persona that's not really true to themselves. Yeah, it's like you that's, can tell. That's, you know, that's the name of the fight game. Sometimes, yeah. though. like yeah. there's a lot that's, of guys. That's a good point. There's that a lot of guys you point. see on TV that's like, uh, you know, he looks like this, he looks like that. But when you meet him, it's like, oh, you're not really like that. So there's plenty that's like true. that. That's true. And some people are more introverted. Yeah. 
So that's fair. I do feel like I'm an introvert, though. But yeah. I'm like an mm. extroverted introvert. That's hard to tell, man, because you're like, when you're out there, it's just like you take pictures of everybody. Yeah, no, I do. Like, well, because I, I can't. I can't. So I don't know if you guys know about the story, but uh, my grandfather looked up to Sugar Ray Robinson and he asked Sugar Ray Robinson for a photo and he said no or an autograph. And he said, no, I'm sorry, not a photo back in those days. <laughs> yeah. But he asked him for an autograph and he said no. And went and he looked up to him that was his hero so he said when i get big i'm not ever gonna say no so he never said no even when he was you know old he still was taking autographs and pictures with everyone so i'm that guy never say no at what age did you realize like outside of just being him being your grandfather like he was a cultural icon at what age did you did it really hit you like oh like my grandfather's is that dude I think I think it was when I was 12. He had a, a 70th birthday here in Vegas. And uh, all the people that like I would watch on TV or listen to their music, they were all there. So I was like, wow, they're all singing happy birthday to him. So I think it was it was then I was like, yeah. Who were some so, of those people? Snoop Dogg was there. Um, oh, mainly man. the biggest the biggest one that I knew was uh in the you've seen the hangover movies right yeah, yeah. you know mr chow from the hangover movies oh yeah i was yeah, a little yeah. kid watching mr chow i was dying laughing at him and he was there wow. singing happy oh birthday my to my God. grandfather <laughs> so i was oh like God. i was just like shook by that so that's when i knew that i was like hey this guy um people know him but yeah. stevie wonder was there what p diddy oh. was there oh not diddy diddy, I love diddy. At, at, like there were so many people samuel jackson what Wow. He's in like, every movie. I love yeah, that guy. No, like what the hell? any any big name you could think of, they were they were oh there. My wow, God. that was a star. That was Wait, a star-studded event. Yeah, you were how old? I was twelve. I was twelve, and I yeah, I knew all those people, so I was like, this is crazy. This is weird. Yeah, that's obviously having the, the Ali name is is a big deal, but you know, obviously people are out there, and I know you say you don't read comments and stuff, but people always have an opinion, right? Yes, they're all. Like, I read the fun ones. You read the fun ones. But there are plenty of people out there that say you're just clout chasing off of the Ali name. Yes. How do you feel about that when they say that? I didn't know that. I didn't know that was a thing. Uh, when I got when I got into boxing, I assumed that people had the same respect for my grandfather that I did, and so with that in mind, there's no way if you have respect for my grandfather that you would think his grandson's getting into boxing for clout mm -hmm. you know yeah. so like me for example i absolutely adore mike tyson i've loved mike tyson for years if his grandson if i was if i 30 years from now 20 years from now if his grandsons got into boxing i would never question his intentions of like is he getting into boxing for the money or for the fame i would never do that because i have too much respect for mike so i think anyone who's hating on me they there's definitely some little hate towards my grandfather because you can't respect someone's that's a that's you can't fair. respect someone and then disrespect their family right you can't right i totally agree yeah that's um, a good point yeah that's a very good Never point thought of it like nah, that. It, it, listen like that that's true yeah. um you know and you hear it and like how do you deal with it do you just like tone tone it out and like you just like you just ignore it like what how do you deal when you see some of those comments because it's inevitable sometimes we're human it is you hear I, the chatter <sighs> I like I like the funny ones. Mm. If they get if they get creative and they're funny. Define funny. Which ones yeah, are the what's, funny? Yeah. 
I've, Give us showed, an example. I've showed you guys some comments that were pretty good. Um, nothing that we could say on camera, <laughs> but if if they're we creative, if they're funny, then I I like. I'll screenshot the good ones uh-huh. and I'll save them. Yeah. But for like the bad ones that like someone that says like, "Oh, Nico's just clout chasing," that's not even funny. Mm, yeah, yeah. You gotta, you know, you gotta work harder. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's I I don't even pay attention to those. Yeah, but. Uh, have you noticed though, as your fights begin to progress that like, you're starting to get a more positive sentiment, like from people, oh, people yeah. are like really impressed with your improvement from, yeah. from your pro debut to now, like there's, there's a huge difference. Yeah, no. Game. So the pro debut, I, I remember a lot of people were like, who is this guy? Why that, this and that, but now it's, it's completely different. Um, it, what I thought of myself never changed. I was just like, wow, people are actually starting to, you know, open their eyes. It's, you know, about time. But uh, I would, I would, if, if it was me and I was a fan of boxing, I would never be on the side of the doubters because the doubters end up looking stupid when, when the person they're doubting exceeds all expectations. Never be a doubter because you'll end up looking stupid. I'd rather believe in someone too much and then be let down than be that guy who, Never believed in them at all. So positive. Would Nico. you agree? I'm Would you be like that? I don't know if you. I like uh, it's hard. It's hard That's sometimes. So interesting. I feel like I'm a little bit of a pessimist, so I don't know if I could think of it like that. You're just yeah. too advanced mentally. <laughs> no, I would say you're like, very self-aware. I'm, I'm trying to think here. Like, if if we look at someone like, let's look at back in the day. Let's look at like Mike Tyson versus Buster Douglas. Mm-hmm. Okay, just to keep it in like a boxing sense. I would have never been that person who said, Buster, what are you doing? You're stupid for even fighting him. This and that. I would never be that person because then that person would have looked like a fool because Buster yeah. beat yes. Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. Yes. I would never be that person. So I would have rather said, Buster, you're gonna you've got a chance to win, you've got this, being positive, and then if he lost, being let down for being too positive. I'd rather be that guy. Yeah. Okay. Than not believing in it. But someone. internally, like amongst you and your coaches or your teammates, will you be like, Oh, he's gonna get his butt kicked or like this dude has I'll, no chance? Stuff like that. I will say that in my head. Okay. <laughs> I will say that in my head. I, I pick and choose because I have no filter and I'll tell people the truth. If someone asks me, I will tell them the truth. Okay. But if they don't ask me, I won't say nothing. Okay, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Fair. Speaking of beings, <laughs> uh, when you were in Tulsa and you were you dropped dude, uh, and then you busted out the shuffle, the famous oh, yeah. shuffle. Uh, what was in your head when? Uh, what were you thinking? Like when you said, "I'm just gonna do the shuffle and I'm just gonna knock him out." Did you um, imagine it? No, not at all. Like in looking back at the shuffle, I was like, oh man, I wish I would have practiced it. It wasn't, it, in my mind, it wasn't smooth as smooth as I'd liked it to be. But, uh, yeah, he would, he was talking trash and I feel like, I feel like I bring, I bring out the best in everybody I fight. Like every single person I fought from the first person I fought, I've watched their film. They looked like, let's say, let's just numbers wise let's say they looked a seven out of ten yeah. seven out of ten mm-hmm. and then when i fight them they turn into a nine somehow so i bring out the best in these guys and uh he was he was just talking just <laughs> crazy he was just talking trash and uh that made it fun that made it entertaining and uh i just did a little bit of showboating before you yeah know, 
the fight ended. And then your your last fight uh, over at uh, in New York, yes. uh, you were getting the Ali chance. Yes. In New York. In New York. In you MSG, get chills. Yes. I didn't get chills, but I'm sure my mom did. Yeah. I, I mean, looking back at it, I'm like, that's that's pretty awesome. But it's so surreal in the moment. I can't. I don't so think about yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think about any of that. Yeah. But him too. He was talking crazy in the ring. He was talking crazy. <laughs> Getting to that. Yeah, it's like I bring out I bring out a different like animal in these guys. They just it's it's what crazy. He showed he he showed a lot of respect for you in the fight because I was working your fight ringside. Yes, and I heard him vividly say, "It's an honor to fight you, bro." Yeah, I know. What were you it thinking was, when he said that? This is crazy because some people are like, "Why would he? Why would he say that in the ring?" And I'm like, "Guys, it's happened before. It's pretty." What? The when? Uh, Caleb Plant and Canelo. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, 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 but that was, was different, stuff. though. Yeah. I know. Caleb but was like, you know, funny. He was like, "Yo, I'm actually really good at fighting, right?" Yeah, but it's like it's still like it. This stuff happens. This was this funny is too. The first time, but that's uh, true. This yeah, happens. It does I would happen. never do it yeah. if I was fight. If I was fighting um, Joe Lewis's grandson, I would never say that in a fight because it would give the other guy confidence. Right, right, right. But yeah, that was very, very interesting. Very I don't think I would do that. Would you do that, Ricky? No, because that, that, I feel like you look mentally weak. No, it, and you're I showing like, a little too much. I, I, at that, I, I at that point, yes. I believe he was he was beaten. Um, I don't know what round that was, but he was already he was already mentally beaten at that point. And when he was saying that, he was just bloodied and you know he was a mess. But uh, yeah, I, I heard it lot. He said it right in front of me. I'm like, this dude did not just say that. Yeah, you I, was, I was saying that too. I was like, <laughs> I just shook my head and laughed, like almost like shut up, like stop, stop <laughs> like you're embarrassing yourself. <laughs> yeah. Please don't. Wait, when can you tell when a fighter is mentally when they're just defeated? Like for him specifically, when could you tell? Yeah, he's he's done. I don't. I think I think it was for him. It was. It, it's. I hate to sound like super like cliche, but it's it's an eye thing. Mm. It's a no, look it in is. their eye. Yeah. Um. In the first round, I I hit him with a hook, and he backed up, and he was just kind of like blinking a certain way, oh, and it was almost like it was almost like, um, like oh, like I'm like I'm shocked. Some of some of my opponents come up to me after the fights, most of my opponents actually, and and they say, I wasn't expecting you to to be that good, and and I'm just like. Why, why, why would you, um, never underestimate a fighter? Oh yeah. Never oh, underestimate like a fighter. Number one. But like the guy that, um, the first round knockout here in Vegas after the fight, the dude was like, oh, I just, I completely looked past you. I didn't, I didn't think you were going to be any good at all. And I'm like, rookie mistake. It's just dumb. If, if I'm fighting a dude on the street, I'm going to treat him like he's Mike Tyson. Because you know anybody's got a shot. All it takes but, is one punch. Yeah, yeah. just one. So, the right positioning, the yeah. right yeah. timing. And, and, and it's punch. bad. You you quickly mentally lose if you expect someone to be less than, and then they shock you. Oh yeah. yeah. If you get yes. shocked like that, then that's a little mental loss right there. That's yeah. so true. Speaking more about the coaching thing, because I'm curious about something. Okay. I want to know the common denominator between Coach K, Flick, and Abel. Because I feel like they're all individually great coaches, right? Yeah. So what would you say is a similarity that they all have in terms of their teaching Don't style? forget Sugar Hill. Oh, and Sugar Hill. Oh, I How love How could Sug. I forget Sugar? But yes. Sugar's common my denominator. family. Um, the common denominator. That's an awesome question. 
That was that's a good question. Thank you. I'm always okay. curious about coaching. Yeah. Okay, let me think here. Ooh, I've got it. Dedication. Dedication. You've got to be dedicated to the fighter. So like Coach K, for example, Flick, when I'm getting up at four in the morning, I was expecting when when he told me four, I would be like, okay, I'm gonna get up on my own and I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. But no, he's up at four with me. Um, he's up at one for the second workout. He's there obviously at seven for the third workout and every single day on repeat. So yeah, dedication. And that's how, you know, that's how Shug, Shug was. That's how Flick is. That's how Abel was. And uh, yeah, they're just dedicated. That's what makes them great. Did I like ever, that question though. Thanks. Did you ever have experiences with bad coaches? You don't have to say names, but like. I did. And what made them bad coaches? It was literally the opposite. They wouldn't show up. Oh. They wouldn't well, that'll show up. do it. Yeah. It, Are you serious? It, they just, they, they wouldn't show up. Um, like I, I would show up to the gym and they, they wouldn't be there. They got stuck here, stuck there, but it happened several, several times. So yeah, that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Know that feeling. Got, yeah. had, had a bad sparring session once in Miami, at, uh, in Hialeah and my coach left. He, he yelled at me and then just stormed the gym and just left me there with all my gear During still on. Yeah. Right at, right when it was over. And Why? it was really embarrassing. Was he upset at the sparring He session? was upset how, cause I didn't look good. And oh everyone has those days. You everyone don't look your best. Those days, he, that's he, not someone, a good coach. someone like that that's will never be successful. No, that that's not a real happen. coach never. too. Um, oh. Obviously, you know, you're, you're fighting really often now, right? Yes. And you got a fight coming up on February 3rd. It's a Friday fight. Yes. Friday fight. The first Friday, Friday, February fight. 3rd. How do you deal with being on the road a lot, whether that's at the fights or supporting your teammates? And how do you not get burnt out? I feel this is the truth. When I'm in camp, like right now, life is terrible in camp. It's not fun. It's just not fun. I'm just like, my body hurts. <laughs> Every, everything hurts. I'm doing great though. This camp has been lovely. But it's it's like I'm on the point of being burnt out. But then once I fight, everything changes. Once Once I fight, then I'm ready to go back in camp because of how good I do in the fight. So it's like... You, they, they say you don't miss something until it's gone. That's how it is with, with camp. That's how it is in life. So like when I'm in camp, I don't miss camp. I, I want it to be over. I want it to be over. I want it to be over. But once it's over, then I'm like, I want it back. I want it back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's, it's wow. on that cycle, uh, you know, as since I started. You went to college, you know, and I not a lot, and not a, not a lot of guys are full-time students and you know, are pro boxers. Like, you know, how did, how did you deal with uh, being a full-time student and a full-time boxer? Um, it, it was definitely tough, but a lot of, most of my classes in the end, all my classes were online. So it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. I'm not someone who's ever had an issue with school. I'm, I'm, I've always been fine with school because I know the uh, importance of it. But nowadays, if I had to go into class, now it would suck. It would be absolutely terrible. Um, just because Vegas is small, um, I'm starting to like people see me now and know me. So it would be it would be just awful if if I had to go in. But, How so? Because uh, your head would get big. Because everybody would be no, like, oh, I no, my head. <laughs> no, but I I would just I wouldn't get anything done because yeah. I would see I would I would see so many people I know. Vegas is small. Like you, if you're in the community. 
uh, of Vegas, everyone knows you. Like, and I've been here my whole life, so I would see so many people that I know or know me, and it, it would just I wouldn't get a lot done. I wouldn't. Well, you did it. You should be proud I of that. I did it. I'm glad. But you know what? I might actually go back to school one day. What? For what? For your master's? For my master's or something. Interesting. Master's yeah. in what? What do you want to? Uh, it would be like, I think it would be business because I, I got my bachelor's in, in business. I think I might just go for a master's in there. Oh, wow. Maybe That's... one day. Where You know, right now, because I just started off in boxing, it's hectic. Yeah. My schedule will actually become less hectic, less fights. Um, they would be bigger fights, but less of them in a year. Right, right, right. So that's something to think about for later yeah. on. Yeah, wow. and I remember when we did your uh, your TikTok of being a full time student and a and a full time fighter. There oh, was I remember you that. had so many naysayers in there saying you couldn't do both. You couldn't do really both. plenty. Dang. So what are you? What is your message to those naysayers now? You have a college degree and you are a full time fighter. I just, I mean, like I said before, never be. A, a naysayer like that because now you you look stupid because i i i did it and i'm i'm done with it so don't be a naysayer but if you don't believe in someone keep it to yourself you know because if you say it out loud then you've got to be right yeah. if you place your bet you've got to you've got to win that bet because if you lose then you know you lose that's so true I need to keep my mouth shut with some of these predictions I have. No, I mean, <laughs> I it, it's good. It's like, good to have predictions. I'm so vocal. It's good. It's, it's good to have predictions. It's just, just like with Rick, you know? And my yeah, dad. I mean, you could, you could be wrong. You yeah. cannot, you can doubt something. But just don't be rude. But right? yeah, yeah. They're, these guys are like over the top. They use words like never mm. or always. Like they're good so point. strong about yeah. it. There's and, the, and then when they're wrong, I'm like, what happened to never and always? It, you know, you got to be careful. Look at you with the wisdom. Nico. I'm trying. Nico I'm dropping just, gems oh right God. now. Books now and just... Oh my God, what are you reading? What's your favorite book? What are, what am I reading? What's your uh, current read? Uh, Think and Grow Rich. Okay, Ooh. Napoleon um, Hill. We love what, that. How do you know Napoleon Hill? I mean, who doesn't know Okay, Napoleon yeah. Think and Grow I like Rich. The... What is the other one that I'm reading? Um, I think it's Spark. I don't I know Spark. Do you guys spark. know Spark? Um, I, I forgot. Spark. I forgot the author, but yeah, that's I'm I'm trying to read right now. I'm trying to get smart. That's really good. I'm trying. Yeah. You got to go see Mike Tyson, and yes. he took you to his pigeon coop, which yes. is Mike's staple. Yes. Um, what was it like being in that in that place with him, and you know, checking out his pigeons with him? Because that's such a sacred thing for Mike. So to be in there with him and and share that moment with him, what was that like? People don't know how close we are to Mike. Um, he's he's been there from the very start. Like when people say day ones, he's legitimately been a day one. When I think it was for my third amateur fight, they called my mom and was like, hey, Mike heard Nico's fighting. I don't know how. And he wants to go. And so he was there in, at, my third, at my third amateur fight when nobody cared that I was fighting. Like, And we've got a little video of it. The crowd was empty. And it was just him and my family, really. So he's awesome. Um, so when he... When, when I went to his house and got to see the coop, um, it was awesome. And uh, I was – I actually didn't like pigeons. Like I, I had a little bit of a fear of pigeons. Um, but I have a newfound respect for, for those like for those things. I, Why? They're just – because he made them seem like they were – I don't know. They, they 
they weren't they weren't they were cool. Mm-hmm. They were cool. Um, I before I didn't like them, but I just yeah I respect the pigeon game now. It's just it's yeah. And he was handling them crazy. Yeah, oh, I they, bet. Just, I bet. They listened to him. God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mike there was a- other stuff that you guys that wasn't in the video. The the coop was huge. It was a house. It was basically a house for birds. It was um bigger than where we're sitting right now. Like it was wow. it was it was big. That's crazy. Um and they drink Fiji water. They're no. Living, ooh, yeah. Mike, ooh. I don't even drink Fiji they're, water. Mike's treating them good. No, living that living luxury life. life. Yeah. Wow. Oh my god. Oh, I mean, man. I feel like I would respect Mike's pigeons too, so that's fair. That's, yeah, no, that's, that's really special. That's awesome. That's cool that he's like literally that was part awesome. of your family, you know? Yeah, that's no, awesome. he's he's yeah, no, we've we've grown closer over the years. Um yeah, because he's just, you know, I was there before he fought uh Roy Jones. I went to go see him train, which was oh, crazy because wow. I'd never seen him train before. Um and yeah. Mike was in shape for that too. He sure he was. He was in crazy shape. He sure was. But yeah, no, I just, I love him and his wife, Kiki. I, I love them so much. And just his family, I have, res- I have so much respect for him. So much. All right. Well, that just about wraps up our very, very first unboxed episode with Nico Ali Walsh. Nico, thank you so much for giving us your time. Thank you. That was such thank a great you. conversation. And don't forget Friday, February 3rd on ESPN Plus, my man Nico Ali Walsh is back in the ring against Eduardo Ayala in Glendale, Arizona. Yes. And thank you for saying Friday, because I thought it was Saturday, but it's a Friday <laughs> fight. Friday. <laughs>